Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Tim from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire. This is our weekly podcast of the sermon from the prior Sunday. Normally at this time, I have invited everybody to join us for worship at 8, 30, and 11. Uh, but right now we're in the midst of the global pandemic, and so we are not having worship in our building at 8, 30, and 11. Instead, you can find us online doing virtual worship using Zoom. You can find the information for all of that on our website at www.htelc.com. You can also like us on Facebook. And uh, those are the two primary ways in which to find our links to have worship with us. So it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you have an internet connection, you can join us for worship. So thank you for listening. We hope that you find the sermon meaningful and purposeful, that it connects to your life and how you interact with the world. And most of all, it reveals God's infinite love for you and all of creation. Our gospel lesson comes from John 10, 1 through 10. Mark, if you could unmute, or Glenn, if you could unmute yourself to do that. Our gospel is from the 10th chapter of John, beginning with the first verse. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of the strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This ends the word of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So here are my thoughts for today's sermon. And it's not going to be, you know, overly long. It's going to be more some thoughts as I get together. And there's so much going on in this passage. You talk about the gate or the thieves and the bandits all that kind of stuff. But I want to focus on that word abundantly. I came so they may have life abundantly. Because right now our lives are really being affected as we are in our homes and we maybe leave our homes periodically, or maybe you can't even leave your home at all, depending on what your situation you might be in. And so that word abundant and live abundantly has taken on a whole new meaning. So that word abundantly comes from a Greek word, per, I'm going to see if I can get it right, perisos, P-E-R-I-S-S-O-S, perisos, and it means more of something. Now, frequently we hear that word abundant, I think in our culture, we have assumptions of what it means, right? If you have an abundant life in the world today, it generally means you have, I think, a lot of creature comforts. 
Uh, it means you have more than enough money you need in the bank. You have a home that is big and comfortable. You have um, certain things that generally mean material possessions. You have an abundant life. What our faith does, it calls into question what it means to have, what we have in abundance. If to have abundance means to have more of something, our faith means to ask us, what is that something that we are in abundance of? And that can change depending on the situation that we find ourselves in. At least they can play it out self that way. But I think at its core, what we really need an abundance of is relationship, is connection, is love, is compassion, uh, forgiveness. Does anyone need more forgiveness in their life? <laughs> A rich raises his hand right away. Right? And that is in stark contrast of the ways in which we immediately think abundance of something or how we originally defined abundance in our world. And whether we are trapped in our homes, whether we have freedom to go wherever we want, the abundance that our faith portrays to us um, doesn't change. We need abundance of compassion and forgiveness. What changes the way we might live that out right now, because we can't live, leave our homes as we'd like to, we have to think of other ways in which we share our abundance with others. We have to think of different ways in which we can live abundantly when we can't leave our houses. Because even though we can't go to church, it, all it means is we can't go to the building. We still go to church wherever we are. And we simply have to live differently. We have to think differently. We have to love differently. Um, but there's still so many things that need to be done. I remember when this first pandemic started, one of the, uh, we went to Aldi. And I don't know how many people went out and shopped early because they weren't sure when they were going to shop again, which is why there was uh, not as much food on the tables for people. Or as much food in the grocery stores for people, let me put it that way because we wanted to make sure our, our own pantry shelves were abundant. But I remember early on going to Aldi, and I still feel it when I go to the stores. We have to wear our mask. Maybe you wear a new pair of gloves when you go, or you wash your hands when you get home. But there still seems to be a sense of apprehension or fear when we go in especially that first time I noticed people weren't looking themselves in the eyes or look, looking themselves in the eyes. I don't know how you do that without a mirror. Looking each other in, our, in each other's eyes, you kind of just avoid it. It's like, let me get in and get out with as little as contact as possible. And yes, we needed to limit that physical contact, but we still need to live in a emotional or in, in other ways to be in contact with each other. And I think that is starting to hint at how do we live abundantly? How do we change the way in which we used to live into a new way in which we are living now? Which means you still go out and you're not living in fear. You can still look each other in the eyes. You can still, you know, look at each other and you can still greet each other. 
maybe just that greeting isn't with the handshake or a hug as it was before, but how do we greet each other to live abundantly? So fear isn't what is emanating from us. Because I think that is what is happening so often. The way we live is we live in this fear and that is what emanates. But to live abundantly is to name the reality in which we are in, but it's not to let fear be what is dictating us as we live our lives. Does that make sense? And so we still live in joy. We still live in love, even though we have these other constraints around us. And that is a challenge for us today, to live in love and not in fear when there seems to be an ever-pervasive feeling of fear around us. And as Christians, we come to believe that in the end, God wins. In the end, God is with us. And that is what directs our lives, that we take the necessary precautions, but we understand that it is not the precautions that is what dictates the energy that flows from us. Uh, And that is what the world needs right now, isn't it? People that maybe are living safely, but aren't living in fear. And that's the balancing act around us. And I think that is how we live abundant lives, living, loving lives, um, fearless lives, even though we need to be careful in what we do. So may you live lives of abundance this week and not live, live lives of fear this week. Amen.